You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live on a Monday morning. It's Matt Wilkham and Father Jason Kern coming to you from Winona, the Pastoral Center, which we mentioned before, Father Kern, we're getting ready to maybe announce at some point here soon a some some sort of reopening of the yeah. pastoral center as the pandemic seems to be waning a bit here in our at least in our area yeah we have we haven't seen the numbers and those things increase yet and, and as things open up i think people are still kind of wanting to see how that's going to go as the as the state and city opens up more and more little by little um, like in Minnesota, we just announced that now youth baseball can return July 1st, those kind of, or youth sports, summer sports, so those kinds of things. And so people are still a little bit worried and anxious, and we're seeing that in our mask numbers. You know, people are starting to return, but you still see some low numbers. Uh, so it's it's a, such a dyna- weird time and um, the, all the dynamics around it. And so we're, we're doing our best. And so at the Pastoral Center as well, we're trying to kind of walk that line of what's best for our, our employees here and all those who serve. So. I think the important thing, Father, to remember is just not to give in to fear, yeah. no matter what. I think you're right, and that's, it's a real spirit of fear that's uh, driving a lot of this even, you know, in some of the, uh, the media reports and kind of, um, and that's what news does, right? News creates a sense of instability so that they can keep that narrative and story going so that we get drawn into it and want to understand to gain some control because they're controlling, you know, the story. And so then it's like, oh, I get control by knowing, right? And so we think that if I just know more about what's happening or what's going to happen, that I'm going to feel better. But sometimes that can just be an undergirded spirit of fear, anxiety, um, trying to alleviate the stress around it rather than a spirit of trust and confidence uh, moving towards God rather than moving away from him uh, with some of those kinds of agitated spirits in us. Well, let's talk, talk a little bit more about this, this idea of discerning spirits. Uh, how, what are some tools that people can use in their daily lives to discern what spirit might be driving them, whether it's a spirit of uh, appropriate caution or fear? Yeah, it's a great question, you know, and so uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola is is kind of the master of this, right? He gave us what are called the rules for discernment, uh, rules for discernment of spirits specifically, and when we say spirits, what do we mean? For Ignatius, what he meant was that there's spirits that move us either towards God or away from God, so he's not talking about just the evil spirit and grace, right, God. Uh, he's talking about every spirit in both human, but also uh, angels and, and God and grace, uh, but then also the evil spirits and that there are spirits that are directly opposed to the Spirit of God, which wants to give us peace, wants to give us this movement towards what he'll call consolation, which is a movement of joy, peace, freedom, love, uh, contentment. It's movement of being in communion with God, right? It's, it's this experience of being able to trust and be at peace because the Lord is near. And now we don't always have a strong felt experience of that. It doesn't have to be this big affective movement, um, but it is, a, it is a movement where we are able to say that I know who I am and, and where I'm going because of who God is and where he's called me to be. And then the movement away uh, is can be you know, a lack of peace, lack of joy, lack of uh, love, um, all the feelings of fear, agitation, disquiet, uh, all those movements that lead us to kind of feel this pressure, anxiety, all the things that we live out of. Uh, so often in this world, right, like the 24-hour news cycle kind of creates this disquiet. And one of the jokes I'll make with people is watch when you watch the news, watch the spirit of the, the weatherman 
on a normal day and the spirit of the newscaster, right? And it's a very different approach, right? The, the weatherman's coming across all jovial and happy. We're going to see some sunshine. And, you know, he, he comes across joyfully. The, the newscaster has this sort of, and now reporting 10 o'clock tonight, you know, in this like kind of almost panicky approach. Not always, but that's just some of the perception that you can gain from those things. So I just, I just uh, invite us to consider today as we talk about um, the rules for discernment or just kind of how to discern a spirit, uh, just start to be aware, right? That's the first step. As, am I aware of how I'm feeling, of what I'm thinking, the thoughts, feelings? What is the desire of my heart for today? You know, I just want to get this done. You know, am I acting out of a spirit of agitation as I just want to get this done or, I, you know, I wish my family member would do this or why can't my husband or wife do that, right? Those kinds of spirits of kind of judgment and agitation rather than a spirit of love and docility, trust. Okay, God, please give me the grace to love today, right? There's a different spirit there. And so those are the kinds of things that we're talking about as we discern spirits and look at our, our own interior life uh, of how do I continue to live in communion with Jesus throughout the day. I think Father Jason Kern here that that you, what you say is is really it, it speaks to so many people's experience now during this COVID pandemic, but also I'm seeing at least from my perspective uh, different different aspects of this playing out this desire for control. Mm. So there's there's the fear response that we often see is which we, we now see that can so often turn into a, almost a, an hysteria. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's I think a, a driving force behind that is a desire to control, to have, to have control. Uh, whereas on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's this individualism. In America, we would call it rugged individualism, saying that, well, I can do whatever I want, no matter what. You can't tell me what to do at all. And, and that's another way, I think, that people try to control or think that they have control of their own lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas both, in the end, uh, there's, there's a veiled lie there with both of those, I think. Right. And, you know, in, not to get too political, but it's just this idea that we live in a time where both uh, our authoritarians want to influence control and tell people not to do or what to do, and then that rebellion against authority, right? This idea that I'm radically myself, unto myself, and I have to somehow go against whatever I'm being told to do. And that's in all of us, right? It, it, it's a societal reality, but it's in each of us in our hearts. We have a little rebellion against God in us. We have a rebellion and, and a desire to be the authority, to be the one who makes the decision, rather than a spirit of surrender and trust and confidence in the movement of grace and God's love for us. So the discernment of spirits allows us the freedom to say yes to God uh, in a surrender, but then also to say, okay, but where is God calling me to take action, right? So that I'm, I'm not just relying on my own strength. It's not a self-reliant, um, okay, here's how I'm feeling, therefore I'm going to do this. No, it's okay, God, where are you inviting me? Where's your spirit leading me because that's the reality of as we discern spirits we come to know the will of God right and that's that's what we're always leading the seminarians uh, and those discerning is trying to help them to make a choice for their way of life to make a choice for how God is leading them and that's following the path of peace it's following the path of I feel this even though it's I'm there's fear there's questions there's 
doubts um, that arise, uh, we want to follow where, where is my heart content? Where am I being drawn? Where, where is that overall trajectory leading me of, of that invitation from God? And that's what we're, we need to be discerning. And so when we talk about this kind of idea for control, sometimes in discernment we can latch on to this, I got to figure it out. And that's not what we're talking about. We're not trying to just get an answer, but we're trying to stay in relationship, abide in communion. And then in that, we discover the pathway of God's will and grace for us. Absolutely. Ten minutes past the hour, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. We're talking a little bit here about discernment of spirits, especially in this time of COVID and there's a lot of fear, and then there's a lot of backlash. In the midst of all this, we've had uh, riots in many cities. And luckily, I mean, thankfully, we've, we've seen uh, those die down in recent days, but there's still a lot of protesting, a lot of anger, a lot of, I think, actually a result of some of this lockdown coming out sideways through these protests, through these, these things that, that are becoming violent uh, oftentimes, and in morphing into a, a, just a, re, a rebellion uh, of wanting to rebel even to the point of anarchy, saying, well, I don't want any order at all. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Father Kern? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the result of a, a sort of godless world where um, we, we end up grasping for something because we don't know what, where our, what our end is, what our purpose is. And it's not to deny racism or to act like that's not an issue or that there's not real societal problems or need for change. Fine, I, I'm willing to not only concede it, but support right. you know, reform and continued ongoing discussion and dialogue. Like peaceful protests, I'm not opposed to, you know, none of that kind of stuff. Like we want to pursue the good here. What's the good for all of society, for all of humanity? But the question becomes, comes is what's my approach? What's my interior spirit that I'm acting out of? And I think that's often the thing that I think we're losing. You know, we're, we're acting out of the spirit of frustration, angst, anxiety, uh, and, and maybe some of it's justified, but that doesn't mean that's the spirit I want to operate out of, right? Like it, you can have a just anger, you can have a, a just frustration and want to uh, initiate some kind of response in society. And so those things are need to be done in a balanced way. They need to be done in a way that allows for people to enter into a conversation, a dialogue, a, a communion, rather than this sort of division and constant inner infighting or you know kicking people out because they say something wrong or they don't agree with me. Um, on social media today, we're seeing this constant movement of if you don't agree with me, you can just unfriend me or you know like like okay, how does that create any kind of um, you know ongoing deliberative conversation? And that's things? even can turn into to it like a almost like a cancel culture right where if someone doesn't say the right thing or take the right side well i'm just gonna essentially cancel you your events anything even your livelihood i'm gonna try to take away right because i'm just gonna shut you out that's the solution rather than dialogue yeah and so the, the christian spirit needs to be one where i'm saying yes okay lord show me how to live in this time uh, teach me to love these people everyone no matter what side I'm on or what, where I view myself in this situation, because we all have different experience and lenses. We have to understand that we're not all looking at this the same way. Okay, fine. But how can I then follow the will of God in this? Where can I listen to his spirit and continue to let him teach me uh, how to love, how to serve, how to be generous and kind in these moments? Absolutely. And also, Father Kern wanted to address this unfortunate incident, oh, just kind of piggybacking on this, uh, up in St. Paul, 
the toppling of the Columbus statue in, at the, in front of the capital, the state capital there. Yeah, and even worse was the toppling of St. Junipero Serra in San Francisco. They, right. they toppled his statue. Um, so those, those are hard things to see because uh, these are, you know, w- w- as you said, the cancel culture, right? What do we want to do? We want to kind of rewrite history according to our own desires. And that's, that's just not how it works, right? History is written already, and we have to learn from it. We have to understand it. And, and St. Junipero Serra specifically, he, he was a man who worked with the indigenous peoples. He served them. He loved them. Uh, and so, but he, he preached the gospel to them, right? And that's the thing that people have trouble with is that it becomes this sort of rebellion against uh, anything that was imposed or that was in their mind imposed because St. Junipero Serra invited and he taught the truth. He taught beauty. And that's what people don't understand is that we're not here to, to fight with you. We're here to propose the beauty and goodness of the faith. And that's, that's always got to be the spirit we come at it from. Absolutely. Yeah, and even with Columbus, you know, he was not a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But we honor him because he was a courageous visionary such that he was able to lead missionaries, Catholic missionaries specifically, to the New World and that's what he was motivated by, ultimately, not to dominate other cultures or peoples. He was motivated by a sincere desire to evangelize the people that lived in the Americas. And this has had a positive, overwhelmingly positive impact on the people in the Americas. So that's something that we have to remember as well. Amen. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about this idea of discernment of spirits on the other side here. You're listening to Real Presence Live I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. More coming up next. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town main street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and spiritual services. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about our special offering when you sign a lease in June. 701-237-4700 or homeishere.org. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of, and it always seems like the callers' questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about, so I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn. I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. 
Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Seventeen minutes past the hour. It's Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham and Father Jason Kern on Monday, Monday morning here at the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. On the RPR network, we're broadcasting all over the upper Midwest and beyond uh, on the RPR app. If you download that, it's a free app online. Just go to the app store and you'll be all set. You'll have Real Presence Radio with you wherever you go. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And we are talking a little bit here with Jason, Father Jason Kern about discernment of spirits. Uh, and, and especially in this time of uncertainty. And we're coming out of, hopefully, this pandemic. Hopefully there won't be a second wave. Uh, but people, some, some are beginning to talk about that, possibly this fall. Um, Ignatius of Loyola has some principles for discerning spirits. Fear versus trust. Uh, what, what's motivating you in, in all of this, especially during this time of pandemic? Maybe we can drill down a little bit more on, sure. on those principles for discernment of spirits. Yeah, it's, it's super practical spirituality for the everyday life, right? Because all of us are busy or we have things going on. We're going from thing to thing. And we, we can kind of lose track of our relationship with God, right? We can kind of get busy and forget about the fact that I'm supposed to be living out of this relationship, this dynamism of communion. And so Ignatius gives consolation versus desolation, right? And so he gives these 14 rules that he lays out kind of the way that the good spirit, what he calls uh, the movement of grace and God and the angels, versus the evil spirit or the movement away from God, the, the movement of the, the devils and, and sometimes our own spirit, um, psychological ailments, things can lead us one way or the other. Uh, and so in consolation, we're moving towards God and in desolation, which is the movement away from God, we're, there's a movement uh, as separation from him. So with consolation, there's joy and uh, in desolation, there's a restlessness, right? A, a, a lack of peace. Uh, in consolation, there's love and patience and a, a sense of calm. And the opposite is true in desolation. Okay, And so he, um, Father Timothy Gallagher has written many good books about this. He's written on um, the, the rules for discernment. He's written on how to make a choice. He's written on the second set of rules, which are advanced discernment. You know, so he's got a lot of resources. The examine prayer, um, all from the kind of the Jesuit Ignatian discernment. And so, but the three kind of steps that you can take are first, as I mentioned, in the previous segment, that awareness. How am I feeling? What are the thoughts that are coming through my mind? Uh, what, what spirit is moving in me? Am, am I at a place of where I can rest in Jesus and trust in him? Or is there a restlessness, an anxiousness, a stress that I'm living out of? Uh, and then once I understand that, and I can say, that, well, this is of God and this is not. This is moving me towards God and this is not in my life. And then I can start to take action. I can accept and live in what is, is moving me uh, in relationship with him. And I can reject and resist those movements that are not. Right. So that kind of continual acknowledge, relating, receiving, and responding. We want to continually move in that uh, uh, affective movements, recognizing those deeper in, inner dispositions uh, within our hearts. And so in the first rule for discernment, he says we must move out of mortal sin, right? We have to reject those vices and sins in our life. And in the second rule, once we've done that, then we can start allowing ourselves to allow the Spirit of God to lead us, to direct us. Uh, and so we become more and more aware of those movements. 
And then one of the big things for Ignatius, Matt, is that he talks about how do we resist desolation, right? And that's really practical too because it, all of us are going to experience desolation, right? We're never going to live in this perfect place of I'm always happy, always feeling good. Uh, sometimes there's a tranquility where I don't feel one way or another. I don't feel a strong movement towards God or away from him. I just am kind of in this tranquil uh, place in my spirit. But then there's this movement away, right? And this is little things that could happen. You know, I, on my way to work or I'm driving into town and someone kind of cuts me off or I just, you know, and I notice that I'm frustrated. And that is an easy spot, a natural thing happened. But then there can be this movement where now I'm starting to live out of that frustration, right? I can move into the desolation. I can move into that spirit of darkness really quickly. And so Ignatius is trying to teach us to learn to reject and resist those movements. And if I find myself in a place of spiritual desolation, where I feel far as if separated from my creator and Lord, as if one who is not living in communion with him, feeling distant, maybe I feel like I fell into sin and I'm just kind of struggling. Um, maybe I'm having doubts or a little despair about the state of the world. Those are, those are spiritual movements that happen in us that we then have to say, okay, um, how can I relate this to God in a, in a way that's going to lead me back into communion with him? Maybe I need to repent of my sin, right? Maybe I just need to get to confession. Um, but it could be that God's using this to draw me deeper into a relationship of trust with him, right? And so God doesn't cause the desolation, but he does allow it. And when he allows it, he's always using it for a greater good because God is the God of redemption, right? He brings the redeeming grace into our lives. And this is what God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives. He wants to bring about uh, a renewed life, uh, a, a freedom, an interior freedom for us to live in the spiritual communion. And so uh, he uses these things either to teach us humility, that we're not the one who can control, the, you know, do get all the gifts on our own. We can't manufacture grace. We can't build up consolation uh, in, on our own works. And then he also teaches us to trust and have confidence in his love. So those are the, the practical natures of the discernment of spirits that St. Ignatius gives us and that we can use uh, in our lives. That's a, uh, those are really great points, Father Jason Kern. Um, and then you mentioned also Father Timothy Gallagher about how he has laid out these uh, principles in a really easy to understand manner. I, I was on a retreat with, uh, when he was uh, one of the speakers and he, he said, uh, especially when you are getting ready to go on a retreat. You know, that's something that God really wants you to do, to take that time uh, to, to go into silence and, and maybe have a, a preached retreat as well, uh, to have that time to discern what he is calling you to, or how he's leading you deeper in, in your spiritual life, but to pay attention specifically to right before the retreat. Uh, there will often be some agitation that happens or something else will come up which will make you at least plant the seed in your mind saying, well, maybe I shouldn't go on this retreat because I got so much to do. Uh, is it really even worth it for, for me to go? So these thoughts will inexplicably come into your mind and you need to reject those and to just do what you can to stay, stay the course and to go on that retreat. Yeah, I see it all the time with guys in discernment and vocations work, right? Like the, as soon as they're getting close, the devil puts up obstacles and blocks and things in their lives. Uh, maybe past sins come up or a really cute girl walks in the room and they start to talk, <laughs> right? And there's always something that is going, going to uh, be there. And that's where that discernment is saying, okay, I have to follow the consistent trajectory of God's will in my life. I have to follow the peace, in other words. I have to follow the place of communion with him when I'm most consoled and in love with the Lord, inflamed with 
with love of him, uh, what, what am I called to then? That's the kind of course of action I want to live out of. And so the more and more that we can learn about how God is at work and reject and resist the movements of the enemy, the more that we can live the Christian life to its fullest. And it will never be perfect, right? We're on this side of heaven. And so we're always going to live in this sense of instability, insecurity. Uh, we're going to lack trust. We're going to have brokenness in our lives. Uh, we've been hurt and wounded. And so those things affect our ability to live out of that communion. Um, but the Lord continues to heal and invite peace and invite his love into each of our souls. Great stuff. Father Jason Kern, uh, 25 minutes past the hour on Real Presence Live. Uh, my, my wife, Father Kern, she uh, commended me on, uh, apparently I listened to the Holy Spirit this past weekend. Nice. In going and visiting my grandfather, okay. who was 92. He was in the hospital. He had recently had a, I think what was described to me as a subacute stroke. Wow. And so he was struggling physically even before that, but um, he was in the hospital. He was in a nursing home before that. I wasn't really able to go and visit him for the past few weeks because of the pandemic situation. And so I, I, uh, they kept him in the hospital for a couple of days longer so that other family members could go and visit him. And so I went, made the journey up to Eau Claire to the hospital there and saw him and he was uh, able to communicate. I, I wasn't able to understand uh, and certainly not everything that he said, but we were able to communicate uh, on a basic level and I was able to share with him some things and pray with him. We, put, we prayed the Divine Mercy Chaplet together. Beautiful. And he seemed to be doing better than he, was, he had been a couple of days ago. And so I talked to him about, well, maybe we can, I can go and see you in the, in the nursing home once this pandemic rules, these guidelines lift yeah. for people, for relatives coming to visit. And so our last parting words were, I love you. I said, I love you. He said, I love, I love you too, very clearly. And... Uh, and, and it, I, little, little did I know that I would be the last person in the family to see him. Wow. So he, he passed away. He passed away about three hours later. Wow. And I just praise God for the opportunity. Yeah, what a special gift to be there. Visit him, to pray with him. Uh, I think a couple of days earlier, my mother, she was praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And at a certain point, he, he was reaching out, hmm. reaching out really strenuously. And later on, another family member asked him, who was it or what was it that you saw? And was it Mary? He said, no. Was it Jesus? He said, yes. Hmm. And it was like he had a vision wow. of Jesus coming to him a couple of days before he passed away. That's incredible. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's been a very emotional week weekend. Uh, it was for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but to, it's just, it's so important to, to follow those promptings of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, very practical ways. Yep. Say, you need to go visit your grandpa. Yeah, and, and the Lord does that in, in very real ways. He wants us to continue to, to trust and, and open ourselves up. And that's that awareness to listen and then to take action. Sometimes taking action is the hardest part. We might have a sense, but we don't always want to follow it. Right. Uh, and so it's important to take that risk. And that's a beautiful testimony for a grace that you'll carry with you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. I was able to ask him to pray for me as well. Mm. So uh, I trust that he is doing that Amen. Um, and that uh, he will be able to see the face of Jesus and live. Amen. Up next, we'll take a look at eight important popes who led the church through a 20th century crisis. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. Much more next here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned.